and welcome back to the square. Guys, the Buffalo Marathon's today. Yeah. All right. We we don't have snake here. So pardon us. I'm not the bits guy. You know, Ryan is. We 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 love him. He he he's a joker. He's a he's good for a laugh. You know, he's he's got the creative mind. But I was wondering, Jim, if you want to see anybody in Buffalo run the Buffalo Marathon, whether they whether they train for it or not, mm-hmm. you're just like I'm going to pick one person in Buffalo, Western New York. Who would you be like? You have to run the Buffalo Marathon. Russ Salvatore. <laughs> would you would you let him get any training time in? Or no, no, nope. and he has to wear the full suit with like the wide lapel shirt, and uh, and I expect him to do it well, very well. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's going to overdo the the marathon. Okay, yeah, uh, him him and Pano could run it together. <laughs> Rob, who who would you have run the Buffalo Marathon? Who do I want to? Well, not me, of course. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gosh, I don't know. I you know I'm I'm only I'm I'm only coming up with with old guys right now. I mean, yeah, any I mean, yeah, seeing an old guy in a suit around the marathon would be would be <laughs> you know really great. Would it be would it be like a like a developer? Would you put a like a you know a Sinatra make him go run it? Well, he played football in college, so you know yeah. he he could probably you know. Well, I I don't know. I don't I don't know what he's up to now. Uh, running marathons. Running marathons. I, I, I hear I hear he's a partier. I don't know if it would, I guess it would depend uh, what he was doing the night before. If he, uh, <laughs> I mean, he played football. He played football at like Yale. Yale, but not like doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like I played lacrosse at Bonaventure. Basically the same thing. <laughs> I think you know what. This is kind of low hanging fruit, but I would make Byron Brown run the marathon. Yeah, just, I would, just having Renegade blast through the city the entire time. I would love to see like the look on it because he's always got like that like really goofy look on his face, but I would love to see like that face under like physical duress. <laughs> <laughs> like what would Byron Brown's face look like as he's run- not only running, but like running for 26 miles, right? Yeah. Making him do something for the first time in 16 years. Right. Like what? Cause he's always got like that, that stupid smile that just vacant glassy eyed smile. But what would, what would that face look like, you know, under, under stress? Uh, of running, especially, so, especially there is a oh, especially today because it was like eighty degrees. Right, right. Byron Brown sweating. He never, you never see him like he, he's very like cool and composed. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw him sweating. You saw him running in a full suit. Right. It, it would look like that uh, Tom Reynolds press conference when he had all the kids behind him <laughs> when they when they had when they he was uh, the head of the Republican uh, House campaign and they had that member of the House who was caught like molesting interns and Reynolds was like had been defending him and now he's trying to answer for it so. He has is that like, Dennis Hester? He he has no. It, it wasn't Hester. No, I can't. Uh, was, oh, what the fuck was his name? Uh, somebody from Florida, I think. Couple. It was only like a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And but Reynolds had like thirty-five American flags, like eleven children on stage with him, and he was just pouring sweat the entire time. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'd like to. I'd, I'd I'd like to watch Higgins. Speaking of Congress, I'd like to watch Higgins run a run a marathon. Yeah. Oh, that would be see amazing. how cool his hair looks when he when he's mm-hmm. done with that. You you can see over time like the waist going down like the on the pants. <laughs> yeah. It can't stay up. It can't stay up at nipple height for the whole race. Like it would have to slowly but surely make it at least to the belly button. And then obviously, like Mayor Senator Ben Carlisle would be a fantastic race runner. Hopefully, carrying his cat the entire time. Uh, here's hoping. Well, Here, we know he, we know he doesn't uh, drive anywhere allegedly, <laughs> right? That, that's that's his big. Uh, that's his new uh, environmental initiative. Is. Um, He's going to be running marathons. Right. 
That's why he, he moved to Florida. So he never has to drive anywhere. That state famously known for its public transportation. <laughs> yeah. Famous for its walkability. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and with that in mind, uh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It is Re. It is Diamond Jim. And our friend, our very good friend, our very special friend, we have Rob Galbraith from Will Sis. Hello. Rob, in the house. Uh, it's been a minute since we had you back here, Rob. I think, what, a few months? Yeah. 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 It was December. Yeah. November. Shit. Good to have you in the warm weather, rocking the shorts, rocking the short sleeves. I'm wearing, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, wearing yeah. long sleeves and pants. Yeah, you look like you're about to run a marathon. I look- <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's hot, guys. It's hot. It's fucking, it's nice. It's finally nice. It's finally like real weather. Yeah. Yeah. This, this shit, this, you know, flirting with summer stuff, I don't really, I don't really care for it. Mm-hmm. It's not for me, but this is, this is real weather and this is real uh, bitching about stuff, weather, Rob, mm-hmm. and and we're here to bitch. If, if if nothing else, we are always here to bitch. And today, we're bitching about Kathy Hochul. I yeah. Well, we're griping, we're kvetching, <laughs> we are uh, we're we're saying Kathy Hochul, no good, mm-hmm. very bad. Yeah, I, I I should at this point I should say how uh, how I how vindicated I feel uh, after this um, you know master class in uh, political uh, operation she ran during the budget um, <laughs> when I when I named her as the worst Buffalo politician uh, yeah back in the winter on that when we did uh, when we were the doing worst, worst of yeah. Yeah, between between her uh, deft handling of the appeals court, yes. and the budget, she's really demonstrated an unparalleled ability to fuck things up from the governor's office. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it turns out, um, yeah, I mean, it turns out uh, Cuomo, but incompetent, mm-hmm. isn't uh, <laughs> isn't isn't the recipe for for getting a lot of a lot of shit done in, in Albany. I mean, Kathy Hochul at this point. You know, we've talked obviously ad nauseum about the governor's race, but it just it still kind of blows my mind that like a Democratic politician could even be within like spitting distance of a Republican like Lee Zeldin, no less. Mm-hmm. Like guy who just doesn't move the needle. Um, you know, total dweeby guy who pivoted kind of late in the race to being like MAGA guy. Yeah. But yeah. really in his heart of hearts is like a George Pataki. 2.0 um and even he had a fighter's chance against kathy hochel um a, a less charismatic george pataki <laughs> right well george pataki was a thought and he was a <laughs> and he, and he, he was, was a whole ass snack for sure he was dummy thick and uh you know george pataki <laughs> putnam county's finest yes but no Kathy Hochul continue- he, he was named in a cameron song so i mean that's like that's that's kind of like a pretty cool thing yeah Wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah, there, there's a cam song where he goes, "Are you unhappy, Scrappy? I got Pataki at me." <laughs> Damn, good on you, George Pataki. Um, so Kathy Hochul, she is showing, uh, you know, her her political largesse as she's. Uh, I don't even know that's not a word. I just made it up, or maybe it's a real word. I don't read whatever. Um, she's failing, and. I, I don't say that lightly, you know, obviously, like I know being the governor of New York is not an easy job. It takes a lot um, to manage all of the different, I mean, we're talking like the public sphere, um, you're talking the private sector, which New York is home to you know, the largest 
business class in, in probably the world, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, New York City has more billionaires than I think any other city in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you, Wall Street, I mean, the U.S. I mean, financial sector is, you know, it's got to be, you know, one of the, yeah, one of the biggest, uh, you know, at right. least right. You know, in and, terms and, of like, you know, GDP. Right. And, and, and really drives much of the global financial sector yeah absolutely so i mean obviously you know it's bullshit it's it's fake money right um but it's you know it it has it has real uh effects and impacts right i mean so you know balancing that versus like uh, everything else that comes with new york like new york is just a a strange very very easily could be its own country and one of like a top 10 country in the world you know just based on the amount of money that comes through specifically new york and wall street um Okay, sympathies yeah. with her. For- right. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. It's t- like because, like, on one hand, you have like, you know, like billionaires in New York City. On the other hand, you have Dave DiPietro, and like, who you're <laughs> supposed to listen to? It's a hard choice. It's really well. Tough. Well, that a diversity of opinion is is very important. <laughs> you, gotta- you know, the, the p- big big part of the reason Andrew Cuomo was while he sucked um, was at least able to kind of maintain his power base because one uh, he did his damnedest to cripple the democratic party here in New York state so that he could keep a firm grip. But also too, he did a pretty good job of appeasing um, the corporate overlords, if you will. I would venture to say that Kathy Hochul is pleasing nobody. Um, The party is kind of done with her um, as we can see that her fights with uh, you know, the Senate and with the um, assembly. And even still, like, I don't think she's, like Rob, what's your take here? Is she even appeasing like the corporate, uh, you know, overlords still at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think they're. I think yeah. I mean, I think the the corporate world is largely probably fine with with her. I mean, it's. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's not like she she is is coming in here and um you know and and giving you know giving away the house to uh, to poor people or, or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, she's. She's roughly delivering and she's, she's just doing it in like an embarrassing and ugly way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Do, do the, the corporate overlords, um, you know, are they pissed at her? Well, they, they certainly, you know, gave her tons and tons of money, uh, you know, when she, when she was running her reelection campaign, you know, mm. we, we did a report on that, uh, of, you know, a couple months ago now. And, you know, it's, you know, it's like $9 million from wall street. Mm. Um, Shit, I'm not. I'm not remembering all the all the top lines right now. I should have had that loaded up and ready to go. I knew we were talking about Kath too, uh, but you know, re- yeah. Re- regardless, you know, she's you know she's got she's she got money. They gave her t- tons of money. All the sort of the usual players, the hedge fund guys, the private equity guys, the real estate guys, um, you know, lawyers and lobbyists. You know, she she's basically you know delivering for them. So yeah, I mean, why not? I think you know the 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 people that are you know pissed with her are I think the people who exhausted after Cuomo were um, you know inclined to kind of give her the benefit of the doubt. We saw a lot of that from the left, mm-hmm. from I think just like the regular like Democratic Party. Everyone was like psyched for the you know the breath of fresh air or whatever. And um, yeah, well she she blew it. Mm-hmm. And you know again this is this is me. Uh, I'm doing an I told you so. Because I did, I told every, I told every, you know, I, I, I told everyone, um, this is, this is not a person, I, I don't understand why she wants to be governor at all. I don't, she has no, um, you know, she's got no, like, political vision, she hasn't, um, 
you know, articulated anything, you know, that's actually sort of, you know, uh, uh, well, now, now I, now I'm doing, she, she hasn't, she hasn't articulated, yeah, of a vision, uh, a coherent vision for like what she wants to do. She, you know, she, uh, has basically said like, she, she just wants, she wants to, uh, like be a nicer Cuomo essentially. Um, and you know, maybe she's done that. What good is that? And she, I mean, she's, you know, barely, barely done it well. She, so she, gov- I think she governs in a lot of ways like Cuomo, except again, she doesn't, she doesn't know how to do it. She's not, she's not a, as deft an operator mm-hmm. as he was. So she's, you know, just routinely, uh, you know, shitting the bed, whether it's, you know, um, you know, appointing, appointing a, a, a corrupt guy as her, you know, initial Lieutenant governor and being like, oops, we, I guess we didn't vet him good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, same thing for uh, Hector LaSalle when she wanted to put <laughs> put him on the court. Right. I, I feel like she, she had she's had other people step down too. Um. And just it's it's yeah, just this repeated like um. You know. Oh oh. You know. Don't you know. Don't blame me. It's just I I fucked it up. I didn't I didn't vet the guy. Um. You know. We oh we didn't realize that. Uh. This you know this <laughs> was a, a major conflict and it's just you know you know give me a break. You're not uh <laughs> you you. What what are you doing? What do you what do you want to do? Um, I I don't know. Yeah, I I think part of the problem, like with her, like operating compared to like pretty much every other governor we've had, is that like she's not like it's not like she was even when she before she was governor and when she was lieutenant governor or when she was a member of Congress that she was a major player even in like local West New York politics. She didn't have like a large control of the committee or the party organization as opposed to like somebody like the Cuomo family who had control of like a major part of the party organization for like 40 years or Spitzer had or Patterson was part of the large like so they they had this and they could twist arms and they could get people to fall in line and even the fucking upstate members don't give a shit about Kathy Hochul. So, like, why would the downstate members? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why she was chosen in 2014 or tw- late 2013, whenever uh, Duffy stepped down. Yeah. That's why, that's, why, that's why Cuomo picked her. Cuomo sort of had this idea of, you know, if I, if I do this big thing, I'm going to turn around the Buffalo economy. That's going to set me up to run for president. So I can say, like, oh, if I could fix a shithole like Buffalo, imagine, you know, what I'll do for the rest of the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the fentanyl zone of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so, so, so he picked her cause she was, you know, a total dud, but she was from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, you know, she had the sort of like Buffalo cred on her. He was, you know, in the middle of setting up his, his huge, uh, you know, Buffalo billion, uh, real estate scam. And, uh, and she, you know, she, she sort of slotted in there perfectly. And the, the funniest, the funniest part of the whole thing is Kathy Hochul is governor right now, you know, shitting the bad daily, uh, you know, just being a, a, a total goofball in there, pissing off literally everybody in in the state at her, you know, except for, um, you know, maybe just like the sort of the, the, the consultant class who, you know, she, you know, she hires them just like anyone else. Um, she's only governor because in 2018, Nate McMurray said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to step down, uh, from my, uh, uh, 27th congressional district campaign that like that fact to me is so 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 funny could you imagine if they had swapped if they had let nick oh, mcmurray be lieutenant governor yes and we'd that, have governor that, mcmurray right now yes. that that would be that would be awesome i'm that would rule so i i hard. i love i love uh clowning nate mcmurray uh you know i've uh i've been i've been i've been at it for years um new york would genuinely be a much better place if he were the governor and not kathy Hochul. though i think 
you know, he would similarly be um, uh, unable to. <laughs> I'm probably unable to do anything right, honestly. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I the only and the reason I asked about Hokel and and if she was still in the favor of the financial, uh, you know, centers or you know the folks the folks who have a lot of money basically is that she doesn't have control over the party, right? Because Cuomo, you know, whatever you want to say about him, the guy had control over the party mostly by again crippling the party but now like the senate and the assembly like they could feasibly pass things that are that do threaten um corporate interests yeah they're just not going to so it's like that they're not going to (laughs) right that that's why like they don't care that like like kathy oko like it's she's probably like roger goodell to them is she pretty inept and everybody makes fun of her yeah but they they put they make fun of her and not us so it's oh, it works true. out okay for us. Yeah. And like, you know, like, yeah, like the assembly and the Senate, like, you know, th- they've been talking about like, oh, we'll, we'll pass the New York state of health for a long time until they actually had the votes to do it. And they're like, wow, we can't do that. <laughs> that would <laughs> sure. be crazy. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, you know, oh, you know they didn't pass like the Pete terror, like they didn't pass any increased uh, taxes on like uh, high income earners. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, she has no control over the democratic party because they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's. Yeah. That's like. I mean. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. It's real. It's really a perfect situation because. I mean. You know. You can. You can have the New York State Democrats do like. Um. Uh. You know. Friend. Friendly. Friendly. Uh. A culture war stuff. But you know. Pass all the. You know. All. 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 All the big business priorities. Basically. And. And. Or. Or. or you know. You got the Republicans. You know. We're going to do the. The. The nasty culture war stuff and and pass all the big business. Um. Um. You know. Priorities. And. And so it's just like it's. It's 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 a it's a it's a great situation for um yeah I mean yeah if you if you run if you run a a bank um you know I guess as long as you don't have your uh your your portfolio of uh, commercial real estate loans isn't too big right I mean like you know like you know the big thing she she pushed this year was like uh to to claw back Medicaid money from the counties yeah yeah and, like. That doesn't like that's not gonna like Wall Street doesn't give a shit about that. Wall Street does not give a shit if Allegheny County goes bankrupt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, and all this we, we frame all this in light of um, uh, the migrant crisis that we have here in New York and and specifically in New York City. Um, so Kathy Hochul had issued a an emergency order for the migrant crisis um, earlier this month in the month of May. Uh, 2023. If you're listening, I don't know why you'd be listening any other year, but maybe you are. Um, she's welcome, archaeologists. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so she issued that executive order to bolster the state's efforts. I'm reading a political article on this here, real quick, uh, to bolster the state's efforts to help New York City with an influx of asylum seekers as uh, federal border policy set to expire later this week. And so um, there's been fights over like you know work permits and um, expanded housing, uh, and and I'll tell you. I'll tell you who wouldn't have this kind of position on migrants, by the way. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> who is famously, if you remember, said, if, if you are, what was it, if you are gay, I am gay, or I am, yeah. <laughs> I am black, I am Jewish, I am a woman. Um, Andrew Cuomo would have been a migrant. Mm-hmm. 100% would have been a migrant. I, I, there's actually, he probably is seeking asylum right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, obviously on the state level, this is continue. And I know this is mostly like the New York City mm-hmm. uh, beat here for the most part with the the housing. I think uh, Hochul is considering whether or not they should turn like SUNY campuses into 
Yeah, I mean, housing? yeah, I mean, well, because like you know, because you have you know, right wing batshit crazy Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, like just like basically wants to like put all these people in the Hudson River and say like, good luck. Yeah, right. So. But that's that's downstate. Or a jail. Didn't didn't he propose housing migrants in like literally in a jail? Yeah, in a literal jail. Yeah. I mean, or worse than that, Rockland County. <laughs> <laughs> We're always uh, keeping an eye on, on our friends downstate, but here in uh, you know, here in western New York, of course, Mark Polencarps still to his very uh, very good credit um, st- sticking fa- standing fast uh, by his, you know, we support migrants here in, in Erie County. We talked about this a little bit last week, Jim, that, you know, pretty much every other county, what? Literally every other county. Literally every other county. Other county just said, oh, yeah, we're, it's also state of emergency because we're scared of migrants. Right. Uh, it, it, like, and I, like I talked about this is like when you at, when they actually had quotes and they asked them about like specific issues with migrants in their communities, uh, these you know rural counties were like, well, it's not a problem. And actually, the few migrants we have like do good work and like they're they're hard workers and they don't cost us any money. But we're scared of migrants anyway. So like this is a problem. Like you know you know people cu- rushing across the like uh, the the southern border is a major problem in New York State. Well, yeah, I mean the the whole, I, I don't I don't want to say the whole thing is is a joke because obviously you know you you do have you know people uh, coming to the United States seeking seeking asylum here. I think to a, to a large degree because of the U.S.'s policies in, in Latin America, um, but the the whole uh, the whole you know making statements and you know staking out uh, a position like uh, you know whether yeah whether you are like the, like uh, yeah a rural politician being like you know oh you know we're all full up doors closed or if you're um, you know Mark pulling cars and and you know you're 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 doing the you know diversity is our strength thing the, the whole thing is just it's 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 theater and these guys all know what what lane they're they're supposed to stake out and and it's just them sort of um you know they 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 you know they 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 could they could just you know say some say something out out there uh, you know one one way or the other on it and you know you can tell basically by the letter next to their name like which way they're which way they're gonna fall well, i mean it. i i, I want to give polling cars a little bit more credit in that because He's literally the only Dem in New York State who's actually said this. All the other Democratic County executives have gone for states of emergency and have been anti-migrant, anti-asylum worker. Mm-hmm. He's actually, and it's an election year for him. Now, if he had a stronger candidate than, than Chrissy Kaboom against him, I don't know that he does this. <laughs> I forgot about. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, who? Well, also, but, also, also, he said uh, this past week they're, they're welcoming. There's going to be migrants coming from New York City. Yeah, to to Western New York. So it's not just that. The migrant um, problem, as it were, isn't a problem, but that we here in, in Buffalo and in Western New York will, in fact, be accepting migrants uh, soon. Yeah. So he's kind of walking the walk. Yeah. No, I, 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 I mean, like, I, I agree, like, like oh, oh it's, it's, a, it's a theater, but, like, if you just let one side do the theater, then that becomes a dominant narrative, right? That's, that's what's happened with, like, the, the, the lean to the right in the last 40 years in this country. Sure. Is that, like, one side has dominated the narrative, and people are like, oh, I guess this is how it is. But I guess I guess my point is is yeah, yeah you know you, you you I mean you do want to say like yeah you do have to you know come out and say like it's okay for people to come to the United States of America mm-hmm. you know from from anywhere who you know obviously like like who cares my my point is like I I do not know nor do I guess particularly care about like how sincere Poland cars is is in it because 
what could he even do to stop? There's nothing he could do to stop it if he decided he wa- he needed to be against it, you know, mm-hmm. in order to sort of like uh, shore up, uh, you know, his his, his voting f- base in in Springville or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't give him like that much that much credit for even even if he is sort of flying solo in it, uh, mm-hmm. just you know, exhibiting like the barest shred of humanity. Um, I don't know that 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 doesn't get a, a pat on the back for me because again because the whole his his position is you know scripted out he's he's the county executive in the county with like the the biggest city in the state outside of New York City um you know he he had he he had he has to say that um regardless of how he personally feels nothing he you know could do nothing he would or could do either way I don't think would change the situation I think like the whole thing is you know, totally out of his hands. Um, I don't think like declaring or not declaring a state of emergency about it really, you know, particularly matters. I, I, I guess I don't know what exactly uh, it would mean for a county to declare a state of emergency uh, reg- regarding, regarding probably, migrants. You probably just hand over all law enforcement to the Border Patrol. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah there you go. Um, you know, and, and I hear you, Rob, right? Like, it, again, in some ways, like, the die is sort of cast about what the moves of the different actors are. You know, if you're the, the Erie County executive, yeah, Buffalo, you sort of are kind of priced into that. But I think for Poland cars, look, we've speculated for a long time. Like what could Poland cars is um, long-term be? Is he going to be Erie County executive for ad infinitum? Or is he going to like get appointed into somebody's administration? Um, you know, there's a time where people thought he could be appointed into Kathy Hochul's administration. I don't think that's happening anymore. I don't think he'd want to. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, but I'm just saying like, you know, there yeah. was some speculation at one point that maybe Polo. Yeah. That, no, know, I mean, that, that was rides like, off in the sunset. And that, that, that was pretty popular, uh, you know, around like, you know, pre election last year that, Oh, he's going to get appointed to some position and he'll just, you know, take off and, I think he's. I actually think Poland Cars is pretty politically savvy. Uh, I don't know that he always was. I think he's grown into that role. Mm. I don't know that he was originally very politically savvy when he first ran for controller. Um, I, I, but I think he's gotten there. I think he's gotten a lot better, regardless of who is advising him. I think he's gotten a lot better, and I think he probably picked up on like a lot of stuff you're talking about, Rob. Like, hey, like Kathy is going to be very unpopular. Why would yeah. I tie myself to her? I think Poland Cars also has the benefit of. Uh, having like the most like insane freaks locally just hating his guts mm-hmm. and shrieking about like everything that he does. So, I mean, it really seems like the sane, uh, po- like the sanest position is to just not care about Mark Poland cars. He's hardened <laughs> in the fires. He, he's already been dealing with the sickos and the freaks. And he's like, yeah, yell at me more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, he's just like our, our own drill, you know, <laughs> just yell at me more. However you, you slice it, even if you're the most cynical, we talked a little bit about this last week. Even if you're the most cynical, calculating person, you're like, yeah, he's just doing it for his own whatever benefit. I, I, I still think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I still think, like, even if you think, like, it's the least he can do, he did it. It's, it's to me, it's like, like, should your kid say thank you every time they, that somebody gives them something? Yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but like, should you acknowledge that they keep saying thank you occasionally and say, like, hey, you, you did the right thing? Yeah, you should also, like, you don't have to buy him a cake. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not writing a check for Mark Polonkars because he did this. But I'm like, but you like, also don't need to. Uh, you don't need to pat your kid on the back for saying thank you uh, after they're older than maybe uh, eleven years old. And Poland car is probably in his forties, right? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. 
He might be 50s. He's, he's in 50s. his 50s. Yeah, yeah he's got to be in his 50s. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely Well, he looks great for his, being in his 50s. I'll, give, I'll, yeah. I'll pat him on the back for that. Absolutely. He's, keep, he's keeping it tight and trim. Mm-hmm. He started cutting his hair again, which I appreciate. He's, yeah. He had a... During the pandemic, he had the uh, the coop from What Hot American Summer look going on. Um, <laughs> it was all that hockey that he was playing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The forbidden, forbidden uh, hockey, forbidden ice time. Right. Yeah. It's uh, luckily uh, uh, Stefan is is b- busy with uh, Vivek now, so he's he's not he doesn't have enough. Is time. that what he's doing? Apparently, uh, yeah. Uh, we were, we were tipped off that apparently he's listed as uh, deputy director of comms for Vivek. That rules. I saw recently that he joined Big Dog. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he joined Big Dog as soon as he lost, <laughs> yeah, lost yeah. It to Hoke. Well, that's cool. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about Vivek. I like, um, I, just, I, I like, I like having him in the mix. Yeah, I, I, for 2024, right? Like you know, like you know, like, like let's not just raise the voting age to 25. Like, let's let's actually lower the voting age to 14. But you get randomly selected if you get to vote this year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's bring it back home to the city of Buffalo, shall we, gentlemen? Yeah. So uh, there was a recent, was it supervisory uh, board with recommendations for um, salary hikes Mm -hmm. for um, elected officials in the city of Buffalo. Uh, Proposed changes, uh, salary increases, starting with um, mayor of Buffalo. Salary would be increased from roughly $158,000 a year to $180,000 a year for council members uh, from about $75,000 a year to about $85,000 a year. And finally, for the city of Buffalo comptroller, and I think the teachers board members were like $15,000 a year to sixteen and some mm-hmm. change. And for comptroller, roughly $135,000 a year uh, up from $119,000. Um, some, people, some people in our Discord even were, were a little up in arms about this what is your guys take on you know the mayor uh the already to some corrupt mayor uh getting even more juice in his pocket from from the taxpayer i mean well, look i mean the thing is like these salaries for what if they did what they're supposed to do for what like what they're being paid to to handle aren't really outrageous a lot of people, like people who are leftists who listen to us, were like, "Oh, you should be getting like pay raises that like you know out you know, at least at least are keeping pace with like uh, cost of living growth," and like also like you know one of the issues we have with elected officials in this country, especially at like at the federal level and state level, but even at the local level to a certain degree, is that like if you can't make a living as an elected official, then the only people who can do it are already wealthy people, and they yeah. don't give a shit about like like the common person, All right? 85 for a common council member. It's not bad. You're not wealthy. And like people don't understand, like maybe with common council, you can get away with a little bit more, but like, cause you can raise a little bit more money. But like I worked for the County ledge. Now the County ledge at the time when I worked with it 20 years ago was making $32,000 a year to be a County legislator. And people expected you to show up to every fucking event yeah. that every community event and you had to pay for it out of pocket. So like if you, for the most part, if you didn't have another full-time job, that paid pretty well because all your $30,000 you were making as a county legislator was going to all these community events that you had to go to, which I know, like, boo-hoo, like, these people want to see you there. But, like, at the same time, like, as soon as you stop being a county legislator, you don't go to any of those fucking things. Yeah, so that, that, that that's – you hit exactly on, like, what my feeling is about this. And that is, like, yeah, pay, pay, these, pay, pay these positions like they are actual real jobs. 
But then don't let people have other jobs. This is, I mean, this is a thing that, uh, you know, we've perpetually an issue in the state legislature where, you know, it's it's a part-time uh, job legislating. You work like, what, maybe like six months a year doing that. And then every single person, uh, you know, has some kind of outside job, uh, you know, whether you are, you know, a lawyer or, um, you know, a, a landlord or or whatever the fuck. And, and that is, you know... That is like a huge problem. I think you you have your, you have the people sort of uh, you know creating and and executing the the laws of the state, holding holding other jobs that have you know sort of like outside financial interests and uh, you know interests in in the outcomes of policy decisions. Um, so yeah, I guess you know um, like always, my my take on this is uh, Byron Brown secure the bag. Yeah, I mean, get, get, number get one bag getter. Number yeah. one bag getter. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you're, I think you're like because like you know, like the, at least common council, like the city offices are considered full time positions, but the they state are. positions, like the county left positions, yeah. are class like classified as part time positions. And people are like, oh, it's a part time job. And I was like, have you ever met, like see what the county legislators do? Like the only ones who work as a part time job are the ones who don't give a shit. Like like Mike, <laughs> Mike Ramsenhofer worked as a part time job because he was an attorney full time, right? And like he would show up for meetings like exa- like if a, if session was at two o'clock on a Thursday. And there was caucus at one. He walked in at like twelve fifty five, and then left at like three o'clock. And that was the only time he was kind of left there was for like two hours. Yeah, all the rest of them like, but then like he had staff and like he was busy after hours and on weekends and stuff like that. Like those kind of legislators like are working like like April Baskin. If you follow around, she's working like seventy hours a week for like a, what people are saying is a part time job. They're not part time jobs anymore, um, and like they, so they should be paid responsibly, but like. You know, what, what they should do is like, okay, here's the last raise we give you that you guys vote on, and then we just peg it to like the consumer price index. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a, a very easy thing to fix. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about like Buffalo News Today or yesterday had an editorial about the pay hikes, say, you know, talking of comparing them to uh, pay for the same positions in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and saying like, you know, the, the this pay is, is would be higher, you know, the, these proposed uh, salaries would be higher than Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I, I think that's, you know, probably, you know, a decent point. Um, although, you know, I got to imagine, uh, you know, taxes for one thing are just higher in New York than, than either of those places. Um, but, but also that to me sounds like that, like Cleveland and Pittsburgh are underpaid. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. that, that's Absolutely. exactly where I was going. Yeah. Maybe, yes. maybe they're just fucking underpaid. Well, I mean, that's like, uh, you know, like, so I have, a I have, a, I have a family member like through marriage who was a county legislator in like, uh, like the, Finger Lakes area, like I don't, like, I don't know, like Onondaga County, something like that, and you know it's um, near like Cortland, and they consider their county legislators full time, and they make like eighty grand a year, in in that in like the middle of New York State, and like we pay our county legislators like forty, right? Well, and and also, and, and they represent like four times as many people. Well, and consider <laughs> consider this yeah. too, like. Also, you know, I know like it's it would be more than Cleveland or Pittsburgh, but consider that maybe Cleveland and Pittsburgh are waiting to see what a municipality like, you know, Buffalo does before they like will have their own tax hikes, right? Or their own uh, pay hikes, I should say. Almost like when you see like the quarterback market in the NFL where the quarterback <laughs> was signed to like the highest deal ever and you're like, "Okay, I know Derek Carr isn't going to be the highest paid NFL quarterback for long." Uh the other guys are like, "Okay, Time to pony up if this guy's getting the you know getting the bag. Well, the thing the thing with this though is that it seems like they genuinely did again like a fucked up bullshit process. Yes, um, violating open meetings law, um, and and that that sucks. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, until they're like made to rectify that on something, this is the same bullshit they did when they redistricted the city of Buffalo. Uh, again, you know, violated the open meetings law. Uh, you know, the the case got chucked out. I think, you know, it probably shouldn't have been, but obviously, you know, where my sympathies lie. Um, but I think just generally, like, these pay hikes in general, I think, uh, I think it's like kind of a fake thing to get mad about, though. It makes sense because, you know, you see, uh, you know, you see these people that, that, you know, are just dog shit at their jobs. Uh, you know, the city of Buffalo is fucking falling apart, paying to give themselves more money. It's very easy to like get exercised about that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the problem isn't like the amount of money, uh, you know, these, uh, sort of, uh, you know, seat moisteners are, are, are getting paid. Uh, the, the problem is that they, they fucking suck at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, if the uh, competent person in, in any, any of those positions, I think, you know, would deserve to make, uh, you know, a hundred eighty or $85,000 a year. Um, or more. I, 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 so well, easily, but, but I'm saying like, you know, even like a mayor of Buffalo, that's pretty low. Um, relative to, if you think about how many people are in the city of Buffalo, if you think about overseeing the amount of services that the mayor does, just because Byron Brown fucking blows at it doesn't mean that it's not an exceptionally difficult job with a lot of responsibility. If if you were like, here are all the responsibilities you have and the budget you're responsible for and all the people you have in the private sector, what would the mayor's office pay? (laughs) Right, probably triple that. More than that, probably, I, I would expect it to be like, like, like uh, at least like, uh, like an eight hundred thousand to a million dollar figure. Yeah. Even in like a say like Buffalo to be like, hey, you you're responsible for like a billion dollar budget and like two thousand employees. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, and also, every single thing that goes wrong, we're gonna t- have the, the front page of the papers <laughs> gonna talk about. All right. You know, like it's like it 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 is like for the most part, a lot of these positions are like relatively underpaid. It just doesn't feel that way because it's it's full, uh, and maybe the one reason why we have so many people who don't do anything or are incompetent is because you're not enticing people. Like it's kind of yeah. like the like the argument like like well, if people didn't want to get paid low minimum wage, like shit had to have like oh, if you don't want to make like the minimum wage, then you should have gone for a better degree or uh, gotten like a, a better job. Well, or maybe if you didn't want shitheads in go- in government, maybe you should pay them better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, I think this this parallels really nicely with with another thing that i think is a fake thing to like get mad about and that's term limits um you know term limits are are you know are really popular i feel like when you have um suck ass uh uh uh, elected officials because you you want to get them the fuck out of there. You don't want someone like Byron Brown to, uh, you know, manage to get elected and then just park his ass there, not doing anything for 16, 20 years, except, you know, you, you do term limits. You're, you're basically securing that the only, that the people with like the most institutional knowledge mm-hmm. are the people who have salaried positions outside of the government, whose only job is to, you know, intervene in government and make right, sure that, that, you know, all the, the rubes and the yokels, uh, who are actually elected into government, um, you know, do, do what, do what, uh, you know, the business community yeah, wants them to do. You're just reinforcing the Robert Moses of the world. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, you, no, I mean, yeah, uh, 100%. The deep state, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, ultimately, do you want competent people in office? Yes. Are you always going to get them? No. But should you limit the actions that you take to help get competent people there? No. I, I will say, like, as far as the salary thing, one last thing is, like, at the federal level, I'm a little bit more, like, pulled back on fun uh, because, like, like that's where you see like you know like somebody like oh Biden's been a member of Congress forever but somehow he's a multimillionaire. It was like well, but once you get to a certain level, like you can demand like speaking fees and you mm-hmm. can you can you can 
get some additional income without actually having to have like a full-time job at like, even at the, the state Senate or state assembly level, those people generally, like you, like unless you're Sheldon Silver and you go to jail for being like doing illegal stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't become a millionaire doing those jobs because like you're just working a, a bunch of hours. Like even like the state assembly were like, oh well, you you work six months a year. Again, try like those off months. Try being them where like they have to go to like eighty hours worth of community things a, a week. Right. Like I mean like and like and if you don't go up, those people fucking hate you. Yeah. And, they, and they let everybody know that you didn't show up to their fucking chicken barbecue in Hamburg one day. And like, oh, you're the worst fucking person, John Rivera. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so like, you know, you have to show up to like, they don't care if your kid is sick. That's yeah. not a reason to not come up to their community thing. And then like, they write a letter to the Buffalo News and they can't wait to publish it. And then next thing you know, like, you're fucking answering questions like, why didn't you show up to the fucking chicken barbecue in Big Tree? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, the Jim hates the fucking Kiwanis? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Jim hates the Kiwanis. Yep. <laughs> he hates them. Well, this is a nice uh, jumping off point here for us to talk about, you know, our soon soon to be uh, new members of the well, at least at least one new member of the city of Buffalo Common Council. Actually, two, two yeah. um, at least, but potentially more new members of Buffalo Common Council. Uh, we, we talk about their salaries, um, maybe being, you know, more than they signed up for initially. But OK, real talk. We are a month out from the council races. We know the financial stuff was submitted Thursday, Jim. They're yeah. supposed to be submitted supposed to be Thursday. Thursday. Uh, Thursday was a deadline, and you've got like 48 hours after the deadline. It's a holiday weekend. So, you know, like I'll be looking at stuff next week. So we'll we'll get into the the real nitty-gritty of the races as the money comes in because at this level, it's about the money. Um, you know, obviously, it's about the support. It's about the, you know, getting your people organized. But the money is usually a pretty good indicator of, are you organized? Do you have your people together? Are they giving you money? Uh, so we'll get into the the soup and nuts on that. But, Rob, we wanted to talk to you just a kind of general overview. I know, again, these races are so relatively small. It's not the India Walton versus, you know, Byron Brown race of 2021 um, that got so much fanfare and press, even though she is obviously in a city of Buffalo common council race. It's just, the stakes are a little bit smaller. Um, But what have you seen so far from the the different council races? Like, how are you feeling? What's, what's your finger on the pulse of these council races so far? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how much my finger is, is on the pulse of these races. I've been, you know, I've been paying somewhat, close attention to um the ellicott district race because that is i mean that's where i live i live in the ellicott district um and you know that's that's interesting i thought the um i mean i think generally you know it's it's basically like a same as it ever was kind of thing right you have um i mean you have these uh you have candidates from from the political establishment that you know quickly stitched up all the all the institutional support I, I think I think honestly they're 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 probably going to uh, win those races. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's just like that that sort of the, the 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 organization and the the you know the money the um and the sort of just kind of like publicity that that you you know you can tap into as somebody who is sort of like coming up through the same through the same pipeline you know working for uh, council members working for for state legislators. Um, I think that you know that that hugely uh, redounds to your benefit, especially in Buffalo, where maybe maybe I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying this, but you know the left is still hugely disorganized here in Buffalo. We have, um, you know, we have some some really great, I think, 
you know, burgeoning left-wing organizations, you know, whether that's, um, you know, Buffalo DSA or, um, you know, our city action, which I guess in full disclosure, I mean, I'm a member of both of those organizations, but you know, they do not have, I, I I don't think, I don't think I, you know, either of those organizations really, I don't think they have the juice. They don't have like the, the power, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a power researcher by, 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 uh, by trade. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that they have the, the power currently to do what, what I, you know, what I wish they did have the power to do, to do what I think is, you know, would be best for Buffalo. And that is get, get, get India, get, uh, get Eve, get Catherine, get, you know, Matt Deering onto the council. I'm, 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 I'm afraid, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid the sort of the, the institutional power is still, I, I think, I think it's going to be too insurmountable. I think, um, again, I've been, I've been paying closer attention to the Ellicott district race, uh, I think from the the perspective of someone that that's like studied power, I think some of the stories coming out um, about um, about the um, was it Leah Holton Pope's campaign mm-hmm. are really interesting. Her uh, the the fact that she apparently has Jack O'Donnell running her campaign for her, I think. Uh, but 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 uh, Jack O'Donnell apparently running the campaign, but he's saying he's no, they're not being paid because he'd have to like acknowledge because he right. hosted a fundraiser for the Buffalo Club and, and he, in New York City, right? Albany, Albany, okay, and, and didn't charge her for anything. So like, it was like, oh, it's a personal donation, even though like, well, that that's that sounds like an in kind donation, right? right? And, yeah. yeah, and even though like, it's pretty clear like there's lots of O'Donnell Associates staff working on her campaign. Yeah, like they, uh, they, I mean, they didn't they they got her petition signatures. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 from yeah. from persons both living and allegedly not. Yes, and and, and 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 petitions were run by people living in Buffalo and not. Yeah. yeah, so like people who are like who live downstate just to volunteer, not being paid, not part of their job. Apparently, drove all the way up from upstate to run petitions for a couple of weeks yeah. for Leah Halton Pope and just took a couple of weeks off. I mean, yeah, that, so, I mean, that's the kind of, like, institutional power I'm talking about. You know, obviously, like, Jack O'Donnell, O'Donnell and Associates, you know, very sort of, you know, wired into um, – you know the the political establishment in Buffalo. I mean, I, you know, I know Jack's Jack's mom was a judge. He worked for a long time very closely with like Bolton St. Johns and with uh, 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 Grassroots. I th- you know I know he's got connections to Grassroots. I have you know a, I have a very personal uh, extreme beef with uh, Jack O'Donnell and O'Donnell and Associates because in twenty thirteen or four twenty thirteen. I think when I was, um, you know, still, you know, working the same place, doing a lot of work around the debate about legalizing fracking uh, in New York State, Jack O'Donnell ran a uh, ran a campaign for the American Petroleum Institute, um, you know, through their lobbying contract with Bolton St. John's, where he was, and with his uh, connections at Grassroots, um, he he ran a campaign uh, to try to gain support for legalizing fracking by forging signatures from people on the East Side. Um, and letters to to Tim Kennedy, and I think probably to other legislators as well, uh, asking them to legalize fracking, including my signature and the signatures of everybody I lived with <laughs> at the time. And you know, I, I I found out about this when I got an email from Tim Kennedy saying, you know, sorry, uh, uh, you know, sorry to disappoint you, but I, you know, I'm opposed to fracking. And I was like, you know, this is this is what I researched like all day long, every day is is how the oil industry is trying to you know, uh, push this through in New York state. And he, and, and my, my senators getting letters from me, uh, alleged, you know, saying, saying that I, that I, that I want them to legalize it. And then I spent about like a month looking into this. I found, um, 
you know, I found their, their campaign lit, which had the, the address of grassroots headquarters on it. Um, you know, American Petroleum Institute, uh, campaign literature with grassroots address on it. Um, I, I, I talked to, to Kennedy staffers for a long time, found out they got something like 50 to a hundred different, you know, contacts all using like the exact same language, uh, from people in my neighborhood. I lived, um, I lived on Woodlawn, uh, Woodlawn Ave at the time, uh, in like Maston Park, Cold Spring area. And then, then I found the, the Craigslist ad for, uh, for, for the canvas. Uh, you know, my buddy, uh, you know, called the number on it and talked to an O'Donnell and Associates, uh, employee about this. And, you know, I had a whole thing kind of like ready to go, ready to go about this. I, I, I was talking to New York Times reporters who were going to do a story on this. As soon as we were ready to go public with it, Tim Kennedy's staff stopped re- responding to my calls and my emails. They just totally ghosted on me. Um, I think probably because I found out that it was O'Donnell and Grassroots that was, you know, running this this thing where they, they you know, they fraudulently signed my name, mm-hmm. the names of, you know, 50 to 100 of my neighbors, uh, you know, on, on the east side about this. I'm, I'm, I'm going way, way off. No, no, no. This is a, no, I love- I'm, I'm still furious about this. And it's almost 10 years later because this is just like so uh, atrocious. And that is why, you know, I personally would absolutely never vote for 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 Leah Halton Pope in, in in a primary or a general election after because she is working with O'Donnell after what they did um about something so, I mean, so, so serious. So, uh, you know, so like absolutely like Heinous. a black and white issue. Right. Well, let, let, let me ask you this then, because, you know, we did have our friends from our city, um, on here a couple weeks ago, um, you know, talking about their endorsement process and who they, the, ultimately what led to them picking the candidates that they did full disclosure, you know, we're friends of Matt Deering. Um, we don't endorse anybody necessarily, but I guess if we did, we would endorse Matt. I mean, We've endorsed people in the past. Okay, we've endorsed people. All right, well, fuck me. All right, well, then we do endorse Matt. I just gave him. I just gave him money the other day. Uh, so, did, so did I, and I helped run his fundraiser. Yeah, so, I mean. yeah, yeah. So we're we're in the tank for Matt. Um, and again, you know, we we know. And to your point, Rob, you did say the left for whatever amorphous thing you want to prescribe the left here in Buffalo and West New York is not at that level of power and juice. Um, let me ask you this: Do you? think it's interesting that Matt or or any other candidate in that race is running against somebody like Lee Halton Pope, who's got the support of the Jack O'Donnells, specifically yeah. not the Jack O'Donnells, but <laughs> Jack O'Donnell of this world. <laughs> the Jack O'Donnell. The Jack O'Donnell. Um, d- 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 I know you're part of our city, um, you know, and I know, I know they don't have to like endorse every left wing person or personality, but do you think that he should have been endorsed or do you think that there was a race for them to stay out of or? I am. I'm really like um, not clear on um and it, this this is the part where I embarrassingly cop to not uh not listening to that episode. <laughs> no, no, you don't need, no, no, it's okay. Uh, but uh, like so I'm not sure how how it ended up that he uh that Matt didn't end up uh being endorsed by them. I don't know. I don't I, I don't I, I, I don't I don't think that that endorsement would have uh you know changed changed the calculus or changed how uh the campaign would shake out um and Ellicott. I think you know our city our city action is um I'm very excited that it exists. I'm very excited that they are, I think, you know, growing in power, growing in, in what the, the org is, is able to do, the influence it's able to wield. It's, 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 it's a work in progress. It's not, it's not there yet. And that's, you know, it's, it, it sucks because we desperately need like an organized, powerful, muscular left in Western New York. Mm. 
it's it's not there yet and and you know i guess what i would say is like it's okay that it's not there yet that being said i i I have no idea what went into you know decisions about uh endorsing or 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 not or not endorsing matt in that particular race um i'll I'll say i you know i guess i should say i'm 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 generally uh little sis is often sort of characterized as a good government group so so for the for in the interest of transparency i'll say that i i signed matt's um i signed matt's um uh um uh nominating petition when uh you know when when a canvasser came to my house and I, I made sure my wife did too I, I i know matt uh a little bit from i think the days right after the tw- the the days weeks months right after the 2016 election um you know i think he would do um you know a, as as good a job uh as as anyone for for ellicott district yeah i i think um i think i think the ellicott district's interesting um because you have like five people running for this yeah um you know it's it's interesting to me that, like, you know, obviously, like, you know, Leah Holton Pope has Jack O'Donnell and um, and has a fair amount of, like, the establishment behind her, but didn't get the endorsement. No Democratic Party endorsement. Oh, that they, is interesting. They, yeah. they actually they actually refused to call a Democratic Party endorsement because, well, depending on who you talk to, right? But, like, uh, it didn't sound like it was going to go the way that anybody particularly wanted. So they just didn't call. There's no there's no endorsed candidate in that district. <laughs> um um, I think, you know, I think having as many people in the race as you have uh, makes it difficult for any one person to stand out. Yeah. And Halton Pope, um, you know, with her connections to Crystal People Stokes uh, and Jack O'Donnell, um, ha- probably is going to have the most money, which is going to help her a- a- quite a bit. Um, I do think, like, I have heard some from some people at Ellicott that they were a little put off that, like, her first two fundraisers were at Albany and the Buffalo Club. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I mean... Way to way to way to read your district, Albany. Uh, fine, you know maybe that's you know where your day job is or whatever. I mean, the Buffalo Club. It's I mean, it's t- I mean talk talk about your sort of like nexus of dark psychic energy yeah. in, in, in Western New York. You know this thing was founded by by Millard Fillmore. Um, go go ahead. I, I interrupted. I hate I the Buffalo Club. I think is. It was very amusing. The Buffalo was very amusing to me. Rob, I think the people love to hear you popping off. The listeners, yeah. you know, this is fantastic for content for us, Jim. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to get to like some of the, the other races where you've yeah. got some challengers. Um, the, 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 we, we'll talk to about the R City races. Um, you've got Catherine Franco up in university against uh, Rashid Wyatt. I have a really tough time getting a read on that race. I generally think it's probably going to be similar to the last time she ran four years ago. But I don't know. I, I'm not in University District very often. You've got Maston, where you have India running against Zanetta Everhart. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think that's going to be a really tough race. I think that that's a race where, I mean, Zanetta Everhart's um, just, I mean, again, like the sort of the institutional power behind her um, is, you know, hugely important, especially in. And and Massey. I mean, Tim Tim Kennedy. You know, her current let me, boss let me, is let me, everywhere. Let me, yeah. I, I want to real quick talk about Tim Kennedy. I don't mean to cut you off, Rob, no, but no, I, I think because you said something earlier about kind of the same as it ever was in that we had institutional power, you know, supporting candidates, and so that will largely dictate who who wins. And I agree with you, except I do think it's interesting that Tim Kennedy is involved in a in a council race uh to this degree we haven't seen him do that yeah um this is really like i mean is this a harbinger of something in your eyes or is it just that you know everhart is his person he wants to help her out or is this maybe a longer term strategic thing i mean that's a good question well i mean in the longer term i think you know it's pretty much 
the the sort of conventional wisdom that Tim Kennedy wants to be mayor, right? And so I think you know I think um, you know I think it, you know it, it helps him you know possibly you know continuing to pursue that. That whole thing got I think fucked up uh, in 2016 when Trump won. Mm-hmm. I think that that shook up like really the the whole map there. I think like maybe the 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 uh, the optimistic socialist part of me says like oh maybe this is um, I mean maybe this is a signal of like increased institutional uh um you know awareness of and and sort of um i don't want to say fear of but sort of wariness of growing power uh you know on the on the left um when wingo decided he was not going to run again at, at that point you know india was all all in on her campaign everyone knew she was running again I am not like politically wired in at all. People do not uh, talk to me uh, as you might imagine, you know, about things like that. I, I guess my sort of like, you know, what I, what I wondered was, was if like Wingo, Wingo, you know, Wingo you know, says he's not going to run again and there's, there's nobody else in the lane. I'm, I'm wondering if the sort of, uh, you know, the machine scrambled to, to get somebody, you know, there that was, um, you know that that they could sort of ensure that uh, the sort of the, you know the machine was still holding on yeah, holding I, on to that seat. I, my my take on what I got from it was that um, Wingo would be running, whether he wanted to or not, if they didn't have Zanetta Everhart ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had somebody who wanted to run into replace, and they didn't want Wingo running anymore because they thought he would definitely lose to India. Yeah, and it, I don't know that I don't think Wingo made the decision he's not running. I think that he was called yeah. into a room and said, "Hey, everybody who's running for mass and raise your hand, not so fast, Ulysses." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean that that feels that feels right to me. You know, India versus Ulysses was was um, that was a matchup that I would have liked to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, li- I live very close to to Maston District, like literally, like the, the houses on the other side of the, the mm-hmm. on the like block north of me are are, are in Maston. So I was, you know, I was, I, I, I was, yeah, I was really, um, I was, I was so excited when India threw her hat in the ring. If if I could uh, physically do it, I would have had one eyebrow raised when when Wingo stepped down. I think that yeah, that sounds absolutely right to me. But the, you know, the thing is, there's comp- even even like because I know there's a lot of people, especially like folks on the left. Not you, Rob. You're you're pretty sharp. Um, not to say these people aren't sharp, but I'm just saying like, well. there, there's a, there's a, there's a, almost a fatalistic view that, you know, oh, here comes the institution. Here comes the democratic part. ECDC is coming in and saying, okay, sorry, we can't have, uh, India Walton be on the council. That's not going to happen. So the dictate from on high came down when I think the truth is that there's competing theys. there's competing yes. poles of power within the democratic party. And, for the most part, ECDC doesn't give a shit about the city council races. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think it's ECDC as some folks uh, I've come across have prescribed it to. What I do think is this, that, you know, Tim Kennedy is a much larger, uh, has much larger pull than pretty much any other power broker um, in the area. And so yeah. anybody else could have come in. I, I don't know who else would have had the fucking sauce to come in and say like yeah wingo you're stepping down um you're not running this race which makes me wonder like okay did Kim, tim kennedy have like zanetta Everhart kind of primed for this run for a while well, I, I i people keep saying that like oh he primed her i get the end my understanding and what i've been getting is that she's wanted to run for a while 
and he finally basically was like, I can enable you now. I, yeah. I can I can finally help out. Like it, it was more like he had to talk her out of it. Like people are making it sound like like she's just some lackey who has no interest in doing this, and he plucked her out of obscurity uh, sure. and making her do it. She was already an active like person in the community. He plucked mm-hmm. her out of that to be in his office because it was good for him to have her in his office. He co-opted her name into her his office, and she's wanted to run for a while. And I mean, it's probably good for her, you yeah. know, to be in his office oh, as well because yeah. that is how that's how you do it, right? You you mm-hmm. you you get you get a job like and you get a you you know you get a job sort of somewhere in there and then you wait your turn. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to take away, I don't want to take away her agency at all. Obviously, like of course, like she's the one that's going to decide to run. Of course, she's the one that has to you know move forward with it. Um, she's not a lackey by any means of Tim Kennedy. But what I will say is like Tim Kennedy decides whether he's going to put his face on the campaign. Yeah. You know, Tim Kennedy decides whether he's going to put his people, his money behind the campaign. He doesn't have to do that. And historically he really hasn't. Um, so, you know, maybe it's in his personal interest to have like what he views as a rising political star, somebody who's active in the community, um, help enable her. Even if you want to, you know what, forget the cynicism for a second, even just altruistically, he sees a community leader who he wants to enable. Um, and cynically, you're saying, hey, I want to expand my influence in the city mm-hmm. of Buffalo. Um, but it doesn't happen without him, at least to this extent. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, he legitimized and like her insurgent campaign immediately because like if she was, I don't want to say just, but like if she was just a community activist, well, a lot of community activists run and they don't have any money or organization. They certainly don't have Tim Kennedy money and organization, you know, um, and so, like, I do want to, like, we haven't talked about uh, up in north real quick. I want to get, to, like, Eve Shippens versus Joe Kalambeck. And I, uh, I, I, even last year, I was like, well, there's no reason to run against Kalambeck. You'll get crushed. She is getting a lot of endorsements. Yeah. She is really, and, like, and that's a lot of institution, like, that might not be Democratic Party institutional stuff, but, like, when, like, the CWA gives you an endorsement, like, they are going to send volunteers. They're going to send money. They are, like, they don't, they don't like losing. <laughs> like they they are gonna buy in, and so like I I think that race is very interesting. I think she's I think she is she is organized, and it gets to my like one of the things I want to say. Like you're talking about, like well, you know, I don't know that our city is to a point where like the, they're in the the or like the leftist organizations in Buffalo are, and you could have said that about grassroots until they were, like, yeah. That's and that's and that's how it works, right? And you you aren't anything until suddenly you are. Yeah, well, totally. And and I mean that's yeah that's. That's the thing, and that's what I was, you know, trying. I was, you know, trying to shade that with my sort of, um, you know, maybe blunt uh, assessment of like the power that, yeah, that groups like our city or, or Buffalo DSA wields. Is that, yeah, my fact, my yeah, my saying that they do not have, they didn't have the the juice in in twenty twenty one to to push India over the line. They didn't have the juice. Um, you know, I think they probably don't have the the juice and the power. Well, I think you know to secure a majority on the council to to win. You know, some of these, um. To win, I think Mastin or Ellicott. That doesn't mean they they won't have it. It it, it means that 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 you know in a in a blunt, in a brutal uh, assessment of power, which is that's all politics is. It's 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 but, it's, it's uh, power. I, I I will say that in Ellicott, the problem is is that like because they don't have the like if if Ellicott was Matt Deering versus Leah Halton Pope one v one, I think that's there's a much better chance for them to influence it. Mm. But having a five way race. Like they're not being able to block people out or get people to not run uh, is going to end up splitting a lot of the votes 
Because, uh, like, there's going to be people who are going to vote against Leah Halton Pope because they're voting against Crystal People Stokes. Right. They're voting against, like, the power structure. Yeah. But instead of having just one option to vote against the power structure, they have four options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's going to split the vote. That, that's a great point, Jim. And, and you know, I, again, I asked earlier, why would our city maybe not endorse Matt Deering? Well, probably because they don't want to get into a five-person race, all things considered. Um, the well, five, five is a nice number if you're going to be backing, like, a number of candidates in the Buffalo Common Council. Because that, that's, that's, the, that's the number, right? You yeah. get five of them, then you do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, uh, apologies for anybody Ish. who is, like, really, like... Like waiting on tenterhooks about us to talk about like the Lovejoy race with Muhammad Uden versus Brian Bullman. Yes, but I just don't know enough there. And if you think I'm going to talk about Sam Herbert and and Fillmore, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're we're talking about Shippens being the the race that we are handicapping to be the most competitive. Well, and, I I think Elegance could be very competitive. Or, I'm sorry. I think, I think Elegance could be such a wild card that it's like I would. It, it, gun to my head, I would not put money on anybody in the delicate race. <laughs> right. Where, like, like if you'd force me, like, you have to bet on somebody in North, I would put money down. But uh, Ellicott, I would just be like, well, I've had a good run. You'd put a dollar down on, on FanDuel. Or on, may, maybe I'd take your uh, strategy of betting on all the horses and come out ahead no matter what. You bet all the horses. <laughs> you bet all the horses. How do you lose? You bet all the horses. Somebody's going to win. Um, but that, that Chippens race up in North, so... You know, to your point, Jim, you said like, "Hey, look, the CWA—they don't give out endorsements unless they, you know, they don't want to have. They don't like backing losers. They don't yeah. like backing losers." And and I'm with you. I think that Shippens does have again. Ultimately, out of all the candidates we've discussed, Shippens has the fighter's chance, um, and and potentially even close to a coin flip. I I worry about the cynical counterfactual though of what if the influence of the left or you know, whatever left-wing organizations but, is overstated. And so maybe, like, if, if Shippens loses, what happens? Does the CWA say we're not backing well, here's, leftist here's, candidates? Here, like, here's the other thing is, going that, forward? is that, like, Golombek, for despite being, like, you know, he did get the endorsement, and despite being, like, the, you know, the institutional candidate, is not getting any institutional support. He's yeah. not getting, and nobody else from anybody office, anybody's offices or ECs is coming to help him. And part of that is because, like, we, I talked about this before, is, like, literally the week after the governor's election, he gave, like, a third of the money he had in his campaign account to a conservative pack that had been spending money for, like, Lee Zeldin, like, the week before. Wow. But what if that guy still wins? That's that's my fear. Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm still saying he, but, like, what I'm saying is that, like, he, he might still win, and maybe, yeah, that, 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 could, be, that could be an issue, but I, I think that, like, even if he went, I think that somebody like CDBA will say it's this was an anomaly with with him in this district, and not that the left are are tainted. They didn't like they they don't write people off because of one loss, you for, know for sure. Uh, what I think what they'll be like, all right, well, this guy's like, I think they would still fight him because like he's still giving a lot of money and and, and giving a lot of play to like anti union organizations. And that's why she's picking up a lot of union endorsements. Isn't because like they're, they're like like suddenly BTF and CWA are like like <laughs> avowed leftists. Yeah, it's because this guy in particular is a piece of shit. Well, and and not for nothing too. I mean, um, you know the way the timing of a lot of the campaign shook out is that the Shippens campaign has a lot of the nucleus of the India Walton 2021 mm-hmm. primary run. Walton notably kind of jumped into the, uh, the race late. Yeah. And so 
it seems, at least from all appearances on the outside, or even just on a practical level, like thinking like, how do people be in two places at once? Well, they don't. Um, you know, a lot of the folks who were involved in the Walton campaign, because she didn't necessarily jump into the race as soon as Shippens did, um, ended up working with the Shippens campaign. And so Shippens has like a pretty tight organization around her. Um, it makes sense that that would be the race. That would be the horse that you'd bet on. Uh, Mm-hmm. Pretty tight is I think this this shipins campaign for like uh, somebody challenging an incumbent challenging like a, a pretty well heel like well not well heel but well known incumbent is the best like uh, challenger campaign as far as like being run and being put together that I've seen maybe ever and I've been doing this for like over twenty years in, in the Buffalo area. Yeah, for a council race on this level. Um, you know, the communications are there. Just the the front facing, like, and, and Eve Shippen's. She's not like a like a firebrand. You know, she's not like. Um, well, she she might be in her personal politics potentially, but at least like in this race, she's been very well. I, I think part of the thing is like at the end of the day, like I I want to give her a little bit of a pass because at the end of the day, like if she doesn't become a common council member, she still has to go back to being a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, like there's only so much firebrand you can be. And not like be fired from being a school teacher. I, I think there's a, a really strong strategic advantage, though, to being. Um, I mean, I think Rita sort of paraphrased, it, but being like a normal leftist. Um, yeah, I think that's like I think that. I mean, as much as policy positions, you know, dictate anything in in a local election like this, which you know probably maybe what ten twenty percent. Like, I don't think it's like I don't think it's a policy thing, but I think like presenting like as a normal person um with like but you know having like leftist politics i think is is is, is like really really smart I mean, everybody um, kind of knows a hippie school teacher you know like <laughs> not to put her in a box but i'm just saying like the archetype of that personality where it's like okay you know mm-hmm. hippie-ish school teacher but like good intention well-meaning that doesn't turn off your average person yeah mm-hmm. right like i'm not well yeah, I mean, maybe in Marilla, but like, maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, trying so, to think. I lived in I lived in Marilla for the first uh, five years. I lived in Western New York. Oh yeah, I did. Three Rod Road. Yeah, Three Rod. Oh, I've only seen Two Rod and Four uh, two, Rod. Two Rod Four. Uh, you didn't go far two, enough. Two Rod Four Rod Three Rod. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't get deep enough into yeah. Marilla. Yes, yeah, you, you, you got to go a little bit further. But, well, yeah, but, I know you got to Two Rod. You're like, well, I'm just. I want to go to the Marilla Grill and the, and the, and the, and the <laughs> two country rods store. is enough for me. <laughs> Did they go two rod, four, three rod comes after four rod? Yeah. What kind of fucking backward town is Mar- Oh, well. Well, actually, a uh, rod is a unit of length, and it refers to the original length of the roads as they were first. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, and and oh, 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 they, they all start in Alden. That's <laughs> true. So, like, if you're, it's not Wild. just the weirdos in Marilla, it's also those fucking weirdos in Alden. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, well, we went long on the council race, but of course we do. We're the square. We talk about the shit. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, around Western New York, uh, non-political division here, we uh, do mourn the passing of um, figure of note. I-, I think that's the only way you could really describe her, Rob, is, yeah. you know, personality. Um, Claire. Yeah. Claire. Um, person who... I, I don't even know how to describe her just because like it, she was both somebody that like was like a, I don't want to say like a non, well, like somebody who kind of lived on the, like the, I, I guess 
when you have somebody who, because she wasn't, she wasn't homeless, right? Like she was, right. she was like a, a person who would be frequenting bus stops or, you know, she was all around the city of Buffalo. Everybody knew her face. Um, I, knew- I, I frequently saw her at uh, the Sunoco on Elmwood by like Bryant. See, I, when I, I, when I lived at Utica and Elmwood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think she spent, she spent a lot of her days, uh, yeah, just go cr- crossing the crossing the city on, on Utica. You know, mm-hmm. I used to. Uh, well, I guess I you know I still do. I I, I live I live uh, on, uh, in like Maston Park, real close to like Utica and Maine. And but I I I, I used to work uh, on on the west side at like Niagara and Rhode Island. And you know I would you know I was like, walking or biking to and from work. You know I I would see her pretty much every day somewhere mm-hmm. somewhere somewhere along Utica. And, and you know, and she—if you didn't know—Claire, um, she she died uh, due to there was a um, a drive-by shooting. The car that was shot at veered off the road on Maine and uh, Maine and Utica, and that struck Claire at the. Uh, you know, she was she was killed station. by this car mm-hmm. at the bus station, and so, um, you know that that investigation is underway. Wh- whatever um, is going to happen, there's going to happen, but you know. Widely influential personality ended up uh, gracing the cover of the first Griselda album. Uh, was it the first Griselda album, or I, was it, it was? It was certainly the. I, th- I think it was. I think date. it was like Westside's like first, um, like like major label. Album. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, and um, Westside Gun was was contributing to her funeral expenses as well. Yep. something the tune of like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, um, for that. But I, I guess you know ultimately I, I didn't. I didn't know Claire. Like I, she was somebody that I saw yeah. from time to time. But I guess I just think about. I think a lot of. I, I think about this a lot, guys. When I think of COVID, and I think of the people, the the people on the edges of our society here in Buffalo and Western New York, who, you know, who exist, and we just kind of like see them there, and then they just disappear. Um, Claire was notable because, you know, she was everywhere <laughs> really yeah. and, and also you know she was on west side guns album cover and so got that notoriety and, and also like a artwork in the albright knox right yeah 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 i mean she was she was like the east to west version of sylvester who was going north to south <laughs> yes i was just that's about good, to mention yeah, slide. that's a good point yeah and, and i just think about these people um on the edges of society and you know what happens when they're gone. Like what, what, what do we do while they're here? What happens when they're gone? I don't have a good answer for you. Um, I, again, I, I go back to COVID because it seemed to take so many of those people mm-hmm. away from us. so many human lives. And at the end of the day, like these are human beings. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, it's so easy to just see somebody on the street, like a, you know, in, a displaced person, you know, whatever, whatever the nomenclature is nowadays, we would say homeless person, but clearly not, not necessarily the case, but you just see like a displaced person. You're like, okay, there's another fucking homeless person asking for money um, without realizing like these are, this is, this person is as much a reflection as your community as the richest guy that, you know, you know, this probably, probably more. more so. More, yeah. More. Probably, probably more than Larry Quinn. <laughs> like this is Claire was as much Buffalo as Russ Salvatore is Buffalo. Yeah. Um, independent of how much fucking money and how much, you know, whatever station high fucking fluting uh job that you have or ceo or whatever like your influence is and your humanity is independent of your fucking bank account 
it was really nice to see. And when when I first heard she'd been killed um, the other day, I was really like. I guess like, you know, the, the freak part of my brain was like, oh fuck, like how 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 is how is this death like going to be treated sort of like culturally in the media or whatever? I mean, not that that like especially matters, I guess. Um again, you know, we're talking we're talking about a, a person a person who was killed, you know, again by by a car. Um, you know, possibly, you know, a car a car, you know, trying to flee assailants, but you know, per- a person killed by a car, how, you know, how how is this going to be treated? And it was, it was very nice to see how eminently human, like pretty much all of the sort of, I guess, descriptions of the circumstances of her death. And, and then, you know, some of the, you know, subsequent kind of like digging into her life was, I was, I I feel like sort of Buffalo kind of pleasant, pleasantly surprised me that way with the exception of one thing, which is, um, and I forget whether it was the Buffalo news or one of the TV stations, um, when their first one of their first stories on on, on how she was killed, uh, they they mentioned how um, they they they're like how she was frequently like in traffic going up to cars panhandling, um, and then and then they say like but she was uh, but she was on the sidewalk when she was killed. It's like why the fuck did you did yeah. you yeah. make make I mean. Granted, you know, if I was driving in a car and I'm at, you know, Utica and Maine and, and Claire runs up, I'm like, come on, wait, wait, Claire, what are you doing? Get out of the road, please. Yeah. Um, you're going to get hit by a car. Um, but that's not, that's not how, that wasn't the circumstances. So I was, I was pissed off about that. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I think it was, I think Buffalo kind of, you know, showed out, um, you know, nicely for her or as nicely as possible. I mean, considering like, it does seem like, even though she she was not um, you know she was not homeless, I mean she certainly appears to have you know a a, a, a hugely difficult life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think by all accounts she she struggled with with substances, she struggled with mental illness, and I feel like you know as a society we were not there for her um, in the way you know we should have been. Um, you know I think like I I think the circumstances of her death. You know you're talking about like uh, some kind of I guess you know, allegedly some kind, some kind of violent crime led to uh, a car chase, uh, you know, led to her killing. Like that is, you know, that's, that's a societal failure mm-hmm. there as well. The fact that, you know, she uh, was, or like, or had, had to be out at the station like that, that late at night. Like um, we let her down uh, in life. Um, I think to a large part, uh, I, I was, I was happy. Yeah. I was happy to see kind of Buffalo show out for her. I think in the same way that Buffalo showed out for Sly, you know, when he, mm-hmm. when he died as well. Um, but yeah, it makes me think of, you know, how many people are not sort of like big personalities, but have, you know, some of these same struggles. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I know, I know two people in my neighborhood who I don't, I do not, I literally don't know what happened to them. I know them as people who I would see, you know, walking around, I would, you know, they'd knock on my door if they needed something. I would, you know, I would, I'd share like food or money with them. Um, and they, they disappeared, um, sometime during, during the pandemic pandemic, um, you know, Dave and Maury were, were, you know, each of their names respectively. And, um, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really sad that, um, you know, it's it's really sad that 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 we as a society, such a rich society, cannot be there for 
our neighbors um, in life as, as much as, 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 you know, good neighbors as we can show ourselves to be after they die, you know, it's, it's shit that, that we aren't there for them um, in, in our lives. And remember Kathy Hochul is the governor of New York again, <laughs> bring this full circle. Um, Kathy, Kathy, well, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we mourn the passing of Claire and um, just, you know, hopefully, um, you know, maybe the dignity that she wasn't allowed to have in her life based on what our society has offered her. Hopefully she finds peace and, and dignity in, in her passing. Um, so as we wind down here, guys, um, you know, I want to talk about somebody else who's on the outskirts of society in a, in a much different way. Uh, that was Jim's joke, by the way. As we to go. <laughs> I, I'm stealing Jim's valor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's too good not to uh not to mention of course we're talking about uh naming murray with Nawa. <laughs> all the alarm bells and klaxons are going off because Nate mcmurray dropped a motherfucking thread y'all <laughs> yes Nate mcmurray unsure of i i know he's a lawyer i don't know who and what he works for i Really do not know what employer allows him to tweet from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. Um, day in and day out. Um, I, I would probably lose my job if I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, e- yeah, even like like Matt Iglesias and like Tom Burke are like, pull it back a little bit. <laughs> you know, really, truly love the game. Um, but yeah, Nate, in addition to, uh, you know, potentially dropping the ball on some um, high profile cases that he's in. Uh, Rob Cat. Uh, yeah, you know he's uh, he's out here tweeting like a mofo, uh, talking about now the stadium deal and why why Nate McMurray thinks it's bad. Did any of you read Nate's unhinged thread on this? No. Okay. No. I I I just don't read. I don't engage or read any of this stuff anymore. Um, I I I actually I rely on like the Discord to inform me of what crazy <laughs> stuff Nate Nate is doing. It's it's kind of like he's kind of like like one of those like. Like a, a like a, a cousin or like a, a second cousin that like I don't pay attention anymore, and I just wait for like a family gathering for somebody to tell me what crazy person stuff they've been doing. I mean, I I I'm still of I'm still you know a, a diehard Nate watcher. Um, you know, I read his tweets, I visit his timeline. I didn't read I didn't read uh, that. I I just don't I just don't think I had enough time to read it. That was that's a that was a long thread with a lot of. Um, screenshots from a word processor. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love, I love Nate very much. Um, I think he's, you know, he's, he's in my probably like top 10 of like, uh, posters that I, uh, appreciate the most on Twitter. I think he, he gives, he, I, I love, I love reading his tweets. I, I love the, the wild, uh, a cocktail, of ideas uh, bouncing around inside inside his beautiful mind, mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's just it's 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 endlessly fascinating. Um, he is I, I I got mad online at Nate recently though because he he had some dumbass post about uh, how he he came to Maston Park uh, again with the neighborhood neighborhood I live in. He came to Maston Park for an event. And he's talking about he it, it was at uh it was at the the Johnny B Wiley um, sports complex and he's tweeting about how the, that's where the the Bills Stadium should have been 
And, you know, that obviously, you know, as soon as you get mad online, you lose. So, I mean, I, I, I did. I gave up a point to Nate on that one because I literally got mad online at him. Um, but, you know, he's I just I don't I don't understand like what like what he what he's thinking there. Obviously, like his whole Bills thing is about he's pissed at the uh, the Jacobs family for, you know, fucking him as, as he perceives uh, during his. Uh, sort of like run of of various campaigns, and that's that's what it's about. It's not about you know this is not principled. You're talking about a guy who fucking worked for them for years when they were union busting, uh, when they were you know sucking up uh, public money, just generally being like a corrupt uh, you know organization that that, that operates uh, casinos, restaurants, hotels, and shit. Like that's the fucking business. Um, and he was he was glad to be part of it. Um, you know until until they uh until he didn't have their backing anymore because you know again uh because he's a fu- he's a fucking loser and and the, it wouldn't make sense uh, business wise <laughs> to back him because he he sucks and he was gonna lose um but he I, yeah I got pissed at him for for saying um you know the stadium should have been built and I don't know if when he said here if he literally meant like in Maston Park like the park. Or if he meant like here, like Buffalo generally, uh, he has a lot of uh, opinions about how, how Buffalo ought to be run right now. <laughs> yeah, for which somebody- is really funny for a guy who lives who you know for a guy who you know comes to Buffalo for events, driving his big dumb fucking truck from Grand Island. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, like, is he aware that there was a stadium there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's why. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, it's like, this is where the stadium used to be. This is where the stadium should be. It's. I mean, uh, also there's like six locations on the west side that we used to have baseball stadiums. Should they all be baseball stadiums <laughs> yeah. right now? Well, yeah, and you know, and uh, in in Hamlin Park, we ought to have a big fucking uh, racetrack and a and a baseball stadium yeah. there too. My my favorite part of this McMurray like fucking masterpiece here. First off, he starts it. He starts to tweet with in all capitals. Read if you dare. <laughs> The full story of the Buffalo Bills what, stadium fiasco. What, is, this, is this the Bills Necronomicon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, he also types it into it. So it's bad enough that he did that in the fucking uh, tweet thread. He did it in the actual document he typed. The first, page one. And it says page one. Literally typed out page one at the top. Read if you dare. Like, what do you... This is fucking goosebumps. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yeah, he, he throws a handful of flour into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, read if you dare. I uh, I just put everything I've been tweeting about for the past six months uh, into a word processor. <laughs> <laughs> he, he comes up with his ideas, like, you know, like the... Uh, the um, Price is Right game where like you have to like punch the holes in the paper <laughs> to see if you get money and that's like that's how he comes up with the ideas is he he punches like six holes into a wall of paper and he's like all right I'm gonna put these six ideas together <laughs> well so that that's how he starts his like you know ridiculous thread but my favorite is somebody like so first off thank you Elon Musk for tweet views because this thread the first tweet of it anyway got almost eighty thousand views. Um, and, and we're going to run the numbers here. 11 retweets, 11 quotes, 37 likes, and 24 bookmarks. First off, if you are bookmarking a Nate McMurray thread, you are a sicko. You are an absolute <laughs> pervert. You belong in, that, in, in, in jail, horny or otherwise. How, how, how many bookmarks? 24. Those, I, are, those, those are his other 24 accounts. <laughs> I'm like addicted to Twitter. I do not know what happens if you bookmark it. Like if I click bookmark on a tweet, I have no idea how to, uh, it's turned the, 
access Turn the page to that bookmark? Like, like I, 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 who, maybe, who is bookmarking maybe, like, maybe any tweets? Maybe, maybe they're doing like a Buffalo Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, you're like it, 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 if you want to see the, the dog in the pirate costume, turn to Nate McMurray tweet 17.4. Well, the, the meme on Twitter became bookmarking tweets as a sign like you were saving them for further later consumption. Um, to make of that what you will. But, uh, you know, whoever's bookmarking Nate McMurray tweets to uh, do whatever you will, if you're a fascinating individual, I, I would personally choose the ones where he's like showing his, uh, you know, buff upper body, but very not buff lower body because uh, he always skips are, leg are day. Are saying he skips leg day? He skips leg day. Yes. Oh, shit. Facts. But... My fa- my other favorite part of this thread is somebody replied to him. It's going to take some time to process this, Nate. Did you write it? <laughs> <laughs> Which he responds one word, yes. <laughs> did Nate, Nate did Nate write this fucking forty you know twelve page document by himself? Yes, yes, he did. I promise you that. He didn't even have to ask. So. Yeah, we needed some comedy relief, but uh, could you could you imagine if there was like the eighteen hundreds, like what Nate McMurray's personal diaries would look like? <laughs> oh my god, Jesus, Martin Luther, Nate, Nate yeah, Nate, yeah, Nate Luther, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing, I'm picturing like yeah, Nate McMurray. Nate McMurray would be a great tract guy, you know, oh. right around like right, right right around right after they they invented the printing press, yeah. And you know, you had all of those, uh, uh, you know, varying varying different types of uh, Protestants, kind of just. Getting out there, throwing that out there, he would have he would have really thrived. Yeah, uh, I feel like in that, that scene, that's, we remember Thomas Paine and Common Sense. We don't remember the Nate McMurrays of back then <laughs> with all of their pamphlets that they were handing out. <laughs> Uncommon bullshit. <laughs> with Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in, in the tailgate, and I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and, and just really sharp. It, it takes the classic American lager, and, and we, we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do, and good things happen. Uh, well, last but not least, guys, um, you know, we're not the sports podcast here, okay? We, don't, <laughs> we are not the sports podcast. We'll leave that to... I don't know, fucking uh, whatever. Jerry Sullivan's going to ruin this week. Sure, yeah, whatever <laughs> garbage. But we are, we are the hot goss podcast. All right, we love it. We're 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 little sluts for it. We love just gossip, dirty, filthy gossip. Mm-hmm. The what, what's happening on the streets? What our celebs are doing? They're sucking. They're they're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. I. I Bookmarking tweets. Bookmarking <laughs> tweets. They're, they're gross. They're disgusting. And so Josh Allen. Our beloved big man, our, our our golden retriever, you know, now is off the collar, as as we all well know. Yeah. You know, he's he he's he's dogging out there, folks. Okay, and now we have proof of uh, said dogging post. You know, whatever happened with him and his uh, ex uh, fiance? I think they were fiance. engaged. Were they? Well, were the, they? I don't. I don't know. I know they're. I I know. I don't know like a ton about former them. roommate. Is former. <laughs> They were together a long time, and something okay. I some, something I read. I think the post, the New York Post article I read said they they had first met at a pool party at age seven or eight. Yeah, well, so she's that's kind of sad, honestly. Well, she's she's old news. Get get the fuck out of here, all right? Josh Allen, bigger and better things. Now he may be boning uh, celebrity Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Now I will I will cop to my boomerness. I don't know. 
Who the fuck? I, 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 when I, uh, here's, how, here's how old I am. When I first saw it, I was like, is that Jerry Seinfeld's daughter? <laughs> no, that's, that's Jerry Seinfeld's new girlfriend. <laughs> She's a little too old he, for Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, okay. They, yeah, we're on the same page. I, See, uh, so actually the, the Jerry Seinfeld joke makes more sense uh, in my own mind where I already told the joke. Or not even the joke, but just like I, I am old. Because I know Haley Steinfeld as the child from the True Grit remake. <laughs> um, like, she's dating a football player. Yeah. Well, apparently, you know, the, fo- the, the the True Grit remake, I guess, was, you know, 13 years ago now. Yeah. So it's, she's an adult. Yep. I, I don't know what, a, what is she? A, she's a, an actor and singer, I understand. I mean, they all, they all are. <laughs> she She's like, does anybody remember that, like, Norm MacDonald? She was good in True Grit, I thought. I like a Coen Brothers that, movie. That Norm MacDonald bit where he was like hosting the YouTube awards. Yes. Oh, and and like all the stars are here. All the stars <laughs> yeah. are here. Like Haley Steinfeld, <laughs> Harley Morenstein. <laughs> all the stars are here. I just imagine like Rip Norm, but she's like a just a name that I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Sure, why the fuck not? But you know, she's a uh, she's n- not terrible on the eyes. Uh, and and she, jo- she's at least like like a C list celebrity. It's not like like Ryan Miller ended up marrying that actress that nobody's ever heard of. Who was that? I I don't know. Her. <laughs> I, I I don't. I literally don't know. Her. Like I mean, that's why he lives in like L A. now. Mm-hmm. As uh, he's married to a woman who was an actress that nobody's ever heard of. Like she was like she was like like the C list person in like a Hallmark movie. At least highly. Well, Stein- Haley Steinfeld and she's been a Coen Brothers. Movie. Yeah, no, like she like she's like a legit like. BC movie like person. Okay. Okay. So I'll take your word for it. She just didn't ring a bell for me. But anyway, you know, Josh, some paparazzi footage of him <laughs> on the streets of LA with Haley Steinfeld. New York. It was New York. City. Oh, was it New York? I thought it was yeah. LA. <laughs> no, it was New York. Okay. They're, they're in like Midtown. Okay. Well, Josh looked like he was like literally like caught in a lineup. Like, though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the white tee and jeans, I, I was love, I was loving that for, for Josh. Yeah. No, we're we're gonna get some. He is gonna become a way better dresser, but not the way you think. Like he, like he's gonna turn into like Kanye style dressing, <laughs> where like you're like the, like the line between high fashion and schizophrenic is very very close, very very tight. I'm so excited for Josh Allen to get really weird really fast. <laughs> I what what I'm really what I'm really excited for is for the. Um, uh, the Gen Z, uh, like Bill's Mafia moms, or John Gen Z, the Gen X, like Bill's Mafia moms, um, to like declare jihad on uh, on Haley Steinfeld for right. for you know her for for breaking Josh's heart or or you know for some kind of like uh, perceived uh, slight against Josh Allen, not the football player, but Josh Allen, the 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 Buffalo sort of uh, core institution. Right. I'm really sad Taylor Swift is dat- uh, dating Matt Healy because that would be, I mean. That would be an incredible pairing of people, but I think like the next celeb that Josh Allen, I'm just spitballing here, but the next celeb that Josh Allen would date that would be insanely funny would be Jenna Ortega, and here's why: one, you know, you get the age gap discourse, right? Like Josh Allen's 28 years old, Jenna Ortega is like 20, 21, so you get the age gap gap discourse. Jenna Ortega recently got in trouble for in trouble. People just got mad. They there was a video of her smoking. And they're like, oh, Jenna Ortega smokes now. Two, like, or the last thing, it would just be like, oh, Josh Allen, like, kind of scumbag for dating a younger person. Um, <laughs> so I think I think that would be kind of funny to me. Um, 
other others in the fucking the tank for Josh Allen dating pool. I, I guess the world this is Oyster Jim. He could really date anybody. Yeah, I mean, I I wins a ring. He could date a lot more people. I I think I I think actually like the best heel turn move he could make to like, but also like like make Buffalo fans love him is he started dating Giselle. Ooh. <laughs> It's that's that's there's an age difference the opposite way. Yeah, then, but, then you get then you get a very interesting age gap discourse. Uh, yeah, by going right, the other yeah, direction. Yeah, the, the Gen X moms have a totally different view on it. Not, but what if he dates? All right, what if he dates a Kardashian? I think people would be big mad if he dated a member of the Kardashian. Well, a, a Kardashian or a Jenner? Which one? I think either. I think uh, either. If he started dating Kris Jenner, people would be. I think people would be up in arms. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would be really mad for a lot of reasons. Josh Allen Milf Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, I'm I, I'm all for Josh dating some celebs. I would love to bring some more celebs to Buffalo. Yeah. I would love it if, if Josh would start dating some Buffalo celebs. Can we get a can we get can we get a um you know a, a Josh Allen Christine Baranski pairing here? <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be great. A Josh Allen Wendy Malik. Josh Allen Bill Fickner. There we go. Yeah. There's yeah. a good sucking fuck. Or, or or actually just <laughs> a good sucking fuck. <laughs> Or just, or just purely like, like Josh Allen and Linda Pellegrino. <laughs> Josh Allen and Lindy Corn. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, what I actually, it's actually been the most fun for me is that like, like I don't think we're that far off. That, like that, most people in Buffalo probably don't know who Haley Steinfeld is. So yeah. like, what's going to be disappointing for her is like he's going to bring her to Buffalo, and she's going to think she'd be hot shit in like a, a nothing say like Buffalo. And everybody's going to recognize him, and nobody's going to know who the fuck she is. I mean, I, I, I'm not familiar, super familiar with it, but maybe that's just what she needs right that, now. Maybe she could, needs, like, a low-key place to come hone her craft, but still, you know, still get, get the sort of kind of, like, mansion lifestyle that, that she's probably, uh, you know, accustomed to. Right, yeah. It's, it, we'll, we'll see her soon at the Kavanaki Theater at the Uvo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld's going to get into, like, Urbex. <laughs> She's gonna be, you know, posting, uh, you know, Instagramming photos off, uh, you know, from inside. A I wonder if silo. I wonder if they have room in the uh, Buffalo influencers to like <laughs> have her be part of their cadre. It's a tight group. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Haley. I was I was trying to trace what the thing was, but apparently there are there's Haley Steinfeld fans pissed off about this pairing. On account of Josh Allen, I I I, I don't know like exactly having exactly. spent time in Wyoming. Is that is that what it was? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, or is this Josh Allen secret Republican people? I, man? I, it, it could be. I I don't, I don't know. I guess I was I was asking you. I know I know oh. you guys post are, are on Twitter as well, and maybe you were uh, aware that there's some sort of. Uh, um, I think it's similar to what's going on with with Taylor Swift and. Uh, or the fuck that guy, the guy is, she's Maddie Healy, Maddie Healy from like some like rock band who is doing like a, like a right wing thing or something. Well, it was, it was a uh, Maddie Healy was on, um, what was once come town, the Adam Freeland show. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> oh. he, he made some, they, they him and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, they're yeah, making, yeah, that's very cool for somebody dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, I'm now going to regret what I said was cool, though. I'm I'm positive. They they made Nick Mullen and Adam Friedland made some jokes about Ice Spice and Matt Healy like laughed along, and then okay. he had to like publicly apologize. Um, was where that fiasco came from. But, Those guys uh, have gotten an insane lineup of guests recently. I saw Neil deGrasse, Neil Tyson. deGrasse Tyson. 
um, uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their show. Um, wow. They, they drop stuff and they, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of wild. Um, but I think that's it for this week's uh, Square Gym. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you know of a, a moderately famous person dating a Buffalo athlete, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, name a better pairing for if you can find a better pairing for us with Josh Allen. No, or, or like like somebody on the Sabers has to like one up him now. Ooh. The hockey players don't date celebrities, do they? Uh, I, we just talked about. Uh, well, actually, the probably the biggest one is uh, Candace Cameron, right? Like when she oh, was yeah, at the peak yeah. of her fame, married Valerie Bure. Right. Is that? I feel like there's got to be a bigger one out there. I mean, uh, Gretzky obviously married Janet Jones, which was enormous, but he was also fucking Wayne Gretzky, so like. Yeah, well, he's like guess the most famous hockey player. I guess technically she was fucking Wayne Gretzky, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who that person, who the other, who the the celebrity was in that relationship. But Gretzky's the only name I know. I don't know oh, who Janet Jones. Janet is. Jones, she was like, Janet she Jones. was like a cover model for Sports Illustrated swimsuit is, issues and stuff like that. She was, oh. she was a big time model in the eighties. Oh, okay, okay. So kind of like uh, what's his face, the pitcher, and uh, oh, uh, Justin Verlander and Kate Upton. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I know my Sports Illustrated swimsuit models, apparently. <laughs> no idea. So, like, so who's going to start dating Martha Stewart? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, if, you, if you can think of a better pairing for Josh Allen, celeb-wise, than uh, Haley Steinfeld, please let us know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Rob, you know, thanks for joining us here, man. Um, as always, where can we find you if we want to look for uh, you on the internet? Yeah, well, I, I do research at, uh, at Little Sis, so... You can find uh, a lot of that stuff at thelittlesys.org or public-accountability.org. Um, I'm, you know, as always, I'm on Twitter at Rob C. Galbraith. You know, that's about it. Uh, I've got I've got a couple uh, articles in the works that um, I, I might I might try to publish somewhere, and I'll I'll post about that uh, on Twitter as always. That's it. Well, you know, I'm all, I'm also you know sometimes sometimes around Buffalo, mm-hmm. but. Um, if you recognize me, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And thanks again to our listeners for supporting us, as always, whether it's on Patreon, whether it's through our Discord, um, or you follow us on Twitter, or you just yeah. you just listen. You just yeah. you just uh, vibe with us. You listen. You put us on while you're doing your dishes or whatever. We appreciate it. So yeah. thank you for joining us, and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Yep. Peace. Out. Peace.